Oh, gosh. Gosh darn it. (laughs) So I got a morbid topic for you. Okay. You're in a plane. It's going down. You have signal. Who do you call? My wife. You're not going to survive. Okay. I figured you'd say that. Next question. Your wife's with you. So who do you call? Uh, Jeez. I don't know if you can call G's. I mean, you can talk to G's. <laughs> He's not going to pick up. You leave a message after the beep. So my initial reaction is, okay, I don't have a will, so I need to call someone I trust that can get my affairs in order very quickly. We're, we're, we're talking like a minute, if that. Right. It does kind of put things into perspective, too, in the grander scheme of, like, your life. Because, like like you just said, someone of your age and someone of my age really should have things in order. As, as you know, uh, depressing as that sounds, you never know. I don't know. It's just, like, traditionally you don't until you're, like, what, in your 50s? Yeah, traditionally, and I'd say now more than ever since uh, with Western miracle science, people are living, you know, longer and people are traditionally being healthier than we've been in the past and and whatnot, which is great, which is fine. But yeah, we, we don't we don't think about those sorts of things because it's it's one of those things where. We'll get to it when we get to it when we get to it. But, you know, I know some families, you know, unfortunately never get to it until it's too late. I I would argue, and I don't want to answer for you, but I would argue that I think you, because you're in this hypothetical, your wife is with you, you would just spend your last waking moments with her. Oh, see, that's the cheap way out. I didn't know that was an option. I thought having to call someone was like... In this hypothetical, you had to call someone. You can't well, just like cheap out and be like, oh, "Okay, all right." I wouldn't well then, call anyone. I just spend it with my wife. Okay, like, then. Okay, then don't cheap out. Who are you calling? Someone who I can trust to get everything in order. Or maybe, maybe I wouldn't call. Maybe I would do a oh, very, wow. very quick voice recording, and then send it to one person who can share it out. Would you send it to one person or would you send it to a bunch of people just so like multiple people have a copy in the event that someone tries to skew it to their favor because they're secretly a-holes all this time? I'd probably send it to (laughs) one person at first. Um, Just the main issue like that immediately goes to my mind is uh, worrying about signal strength and, you know, how long it takes to send a a voice message. So I would initially try to probably send it to one person, make sure that got out, and then, like, just as many people as I freaking could select. Okay, so if you had enough time, then you'd send a second one to your whole contact list on on GroupMe or something like that. Probably just the whole contact list. Like, I'm not... I, I'm dying here. Like, <laughs> I don't care who this gets to. <laughs> old old acquaintances, new, old, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care. I'm just going to send it to literally everyone and anyone. And hopefully someone gets it. That's very sound. I think that's a logical, uh, you know, uh, reaction. If you have enough time. And that's that's the that's the big if the 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 uh, ironic thing, and I don't really know if they would shut it off or not. And maybe ironic's the bad the bad term, but I would say if planes going down, this is when I splurge for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when right? you splurge for the Wi-Fi. Um, I'm gonna 30... need the Wi-Fi password, sir. It's it's <laughs> like twenty bucks. I don't think that matters right now. <laughs> like I'm gonna take go out on a limb here. <laughs> take take what I got. You can keep my you can keep my surface <laughs> after after I'm done. 
Oh man. No, I was uh I was I was watching uh Adam ruins everything. And they one of the episodes he has was talking about death and basically like how nobody really prepares for it in in our younger years and we just kind of assume you know, like like you said, as we get older, one of those things is we get the golden watch for retirement from the company that we're leaving, uh, a really good 401k, uh, trying to survive on Social Security, which we can't anymore, and talking about your will. And uh, it just brought to mind for me uh, with a, a few uh, plane crashes that have been going on the past couple of years, you know, planes that we can't find and whatnot what would i do and so i want to know what would you do and that's a very techie response but it's it's very sound <laughs> i like it i'm gonna steal that and use it as my own i don't know i a part of me feels like i should feel bad for not calling someone individually but i don't i can't think of like anyone i would like to single out higher than the rest of everyone I know. That's the hard part, right? Let's just say you call person A, and then they're able to talk to you, and and whatever. And then at the funeral or the wake or whatever, like, yeah, I got to talk to Quentin. Wait, why did he call you? I I don't know. Maybe it's alphabetical. <laughs> you know, it's like I he, I he just called me. He's like, yeah, I've known him longer. Why didn't he call me? Like I, 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 I really don't know. <laughs> like it, it would cause a cause a rift just in your uh, circle of friends. Yeah, I, oh, man. I wouldn't know what to say. That's something I'd probably you know? like. I would hope people would understand and know that, like, <laughs> the plane's going down, man. Like, I don't. I'm. It, I'm not exactly thinking straight. Right. Like, leave I mean, me alone for a second. I, 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 I'm kind of panicked here. I'm just selecting a contact. The, 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 uh, <laughs> I just thought of something because, uh, in your iPhone, do you have a fav- a favorites list of like, you know, uh, uh often contacted people? Yes, that like is when a you thing. pull up your phone. Right. So just, just by, just by habit, the, First one that you punch in is Maddie. And she's like, I'm right next to you. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. This isn't helping anyone, is it? <laughs> I I would still call the, the mother of my, my kids. Like, you know, what, you know, I, I would still say, say goodbye. You know, because I, I couldn't I couldn't talk to my kids like that. That would I don't want to put them through that. And then if I had time. I would do the thing that you do. I think I think if especially if you don't have your kids with you um that voice message becomes even more important. Like you need to you need to 100% yeah. skip that phone call and do the voice message because that the voice message is so much more important now. Or or now hear me out or you can do what I did a year ago and put out a YouTube video pretty much outlining what you want to happen to you if and when you perish. Is that a public-facing video or like a... It's a public-facing video. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was vlogging, um, we went to a funeral one day, and I was very uh, introspective about the whole thing. Um, You know, and and funerals are... they're, They're terrible, they're sad and everything, and... And I wanted to make a video saying, hey, when this happens to me, y'all need to go party it up. I want to see a mosh pit. I don't want to be in a church. I don't want to be buried. Go do the Viking thing and throw me up in flames. Let's let's do this. Let's do this big. And that might seem like uh, insensitive to some, but... You know, you've known me long enough to know that if I'm going to go out, I, I, I want to make a spectacle of it, um, to which my friends and family would at least be able to walk away laughing instead of Mm -hmm. crying. 
I'm still a person that's like, why, like, we need to focus our efforts at, like, extending life to the point of, you know, uh, not immortality, like, immortality would be cool, but, like, since that's, you know, all things must come to an end, uh, just crazy long. I don't know. It's it's very hard to describe. It's it's so it's less of a a rat race and more of like when when your life is over, you're like, ah, yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> like I'm kind of I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. Like you and I both listened to another podcast where he's very much about trying to solve this disease called end of life, right? Oh yeah, and. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if it's so much of a disease. I mean, the fact that we have an expiration date, whether it be, you know, uh, something that is sudden or something that is just determined by how you live your life health, health-wise and whatnot, I think that's good. I, I you know, I, I think that because you have something at the end that for most people you should take that as – Today's a, going to be a mundane day. It's going to be boring as hell. I'm going to make it the best day possible. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go jump out of an airplane with a parachute or I'm going to go uh, zip lining every single day or something. That just means whatever you can do with the uh, your your own frame of mind, act as if this is you know going to be the most amazing day you can. Mm-hmm. And that... And that's because you know that eventually one of these days you're not going to get up. But if you have the ability to extend your life, whether it be artificially or, or whatnot, or even like the singularity, which is a whole nother thing, I think that's it's a bit much. You know? nah. Plus, I've seen enough vampire movies to know vampires are, are, are kind of over being immortal as well. Like, oh, I've been awake for three centuries i'm so tired i'm sorry <laughs> see i uh, you are you know like i you know i'm obviously not speaking from experience but i feel like for me if i could live forever i would be able to keep busy like there's always something going on yeah and then you know if you play your cards right you can you know uh prepare financially and fiscally, which is kind of a huge thing, especially in the economic climate that we're in right now, where in that your family forever and ever would also be able to be supported by your correct doings. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just feel like it's too much. Really? You know, I I think so. I think like, to be able to to be able to say that oh you know what I screwed up this life I screwed up this relationship I screwed up this job I have a mulligan because I live forever it, it's it's both what everybody wants because everybody screws up they want to be able to try something over again mm-hmm. without going back in time but at the same time I feel like those life lessons is what makes you you and even if you don't end up having the best of you know the latter end of your years because of all the screw-ups at least hopefully you can teach that to other people whether they're direct family or loved ones you know but if you're just like oh i took a bunch of drugs and i overdosed but i didn't die so hey i'm still here so but see that's the thing with, uh, with I this kind I of i haven't learned anything that's the thing with this kind of immortality is like everything else is, still can affect you. Like you can still overdose on drugs. You can still get hit by a bus. Like these things can still happen to you. So you're talking about immortality of natural life, but you can still die if someone shoots. Oh you. yeah. Like I don't know how okay. you'd fix that. Right. Like the like it's it's possible for us to eliminate age death. Like, I think that is okay. fully capable within our capability in the next, you know, X amount of years. Don't know how big X is, but it's a, it's a thing that we'll be able to do. But in terms of like mm. getting squished by a bus, there's, 
not really a way of fixing that, like, that I can think of. Unless you're Rubber Man. Rubber Man. Rubber Man. Just, n- no. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> no, okay, all right. Well, when you then when you put it into that context, you are having your cake and eating it. Do you think that that would be a procedure? Okay, so let's just say in in, in X time, uh, whatever it is, that we solve this ageism crisis. You get old and you die. Um, Now science has figured out through some sort of serum or something else that slows down cell regeneration um, or degradation for that matter. Is that something that would have to be paid for? Thusly, only the rich and powerful can pay for it. So we'll see Elon Musk 3000, the same guy in the same meat suit, 100 years from now, building skyscrapers to Mars. Is is is, is that what we're going to do? Or is this going to be like available to everybody? Uh because it seems to me to be very much of a high society kind of treatment. And people like you and I at our current economic status would not be able to procure the the fruits of the scientific labor, so to speak. I would hope that it would be available to everyone. Um, it seems like that would be more of a basic human right. Like there'd be riots in the streets if you couldn't like it, it would turn into okay. like one of those dystopian movies honestly if if it wasn't mm-hmm. everyone and i feel like if whatever solution it's going to be it's not going to be some sort of surgery it's going to be like a let's change your genetics and anyone who's born from you is going to have these same genetics so after a while it just wouldn't even be like possible to say no you can't have it i'm thinking of like vaccines that we've had in the past and like the um, the, uh, the HIV vaccine, you know, back in the 90s when you were, what, barely a, a twinkle in somebody's eye. The 90s? Eye. I was born back in, in 92. The... Okay, but you... <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, okay, so back in the 90s when, when you were uh, playing with your uh, Lincoln Lugs or, or something... Um, I hope. Those I never fun. owned them. Uh, oh, my God. And you don't like Step Brothers, the movie, either. Okay, so back in the 90s, uh, when, when uh, Magic Johnson was uh, outed to have uh, to be HIV positive, there's this whole uproar and everything and yada, yada, yada. Um, and then uh, there was so much focus on curing AIDS. And while I don't think we've cured AIDS now, but we have, like, uh, medication to really fight people, not people, sorry, to help fight against, you know, if you have the uh, HIV, uh, HIV, so it doesn't become full-blown AIDS. When it first came out, it definitely was very much out of the hands of the everyday people, where now, fast forward to 2018, while it's still expensive, the procedure, especially if you have insurance, the procedure and, and medication is much more obtainable to to everybody. But we're talking a 20-year difference now. Right. So that was, that was 20 years. So that's why I think uh, if and when they do come out with this uh, ages, ageism cure, 20 years from that point or 30 years from that point, that's when it would be like, okay, we, we've been able to, uh, you know, bring it down where the cost effectiveness can allow for people that have, uh, you know, insurance or even without insurance would be able to pay for something like this. What do you think comes first though? The cure for cancer or this? I've, feel like that's more of a hand-in-hand thing, personally. So you're saying that if they cure cancer, they would also cure ageism or vice versa? Well, yeah. I think both of them would have to be cured in order for this to really work. You can't, you can't, you can't be like, oh, well, we cured a- like aging, 
So now you just have an eventuality of cancer. I don't know. It just seems so like artificially like pushing the boundaries. And you you know me. I'm not I'm not spiritual. I don't really like believe in that. But it like I feel like if you're doing that, it goes against well, at least the, to me the laws of nature. I mean, if you're going to cure ageism for humans, does that mean we're going to do it for dogs? So your dog lives as long as you and forever? And your cat, your hamster, your ferret for the states that allow uh, private ownership of ferrets? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, fun, I'm trying to be funny, but I'm also trying to be serious. Like, how, how far does this cure for, like, natural death go? You know, it, it, I don't know, I don't know how even to answer that. Like they, it would depend on how they figured out how to stop it. I mean, maybe our cure only works on human cells. Maybe, uh, it doesn't, maybe you're right. It'll work on all our pets. Hopefully we don't use it on hamsters. We don't need semi immortal hamsters. I don't think we do at least. You, you clearly don't know the power of an immortal hamster. <laughs> I clearly don't want an immortal hamster. I want a dog, and that is all. A dog named Hamster. Did you hear about the whole BlizzCon debacle recently? Uh, with the president stepping down of Blizzard? That one? I, or was something, something else? else? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> there's a game called Diablo... It's a very, very popular PC game, and in Diablo. recent okay, in recent years, it's released for console and everything. It's it, you know, so more people can play it. But traditionally, it's been a huge PC game. It's got a giant fan base, and we know how like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Blizzard's fan base is. So they announced the new Diablo. And it's for mobile only. And when they were asked, you know, oh, well, is this like a, you know, mobile release and then it's going to come to PC? They're like, we have no plans to release it on PC. And then when people at their own event started booing them, they said, what, you all don't have phones? That was a really bad reaction. If I could say. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, yeah. The, uh, because <laughs> uh, it was a, it was during a QA panel that they had actual people, actual, you know, fans uh, asking questions and the fan asked that question of, is this, is, is there any plans for PC? And they said, nope. And then they did the whole, what, you guys don't have phones and people got pissed and some dude offered the solution of, well, you can play on, like, a tablet. Okay, but, but like, don't you see the complete lack of disconnect, like, the complete disconnect of your fan base, your very PC-heavy fan base? That's, do you think they'll go back on that? Um, I mean, because up till now, up till now, like, Blizzard, Blizzard has... They've done some pretty pretty good things, right? I mean, they came out with Overwatch. That's been fairly successful. Um, Hearthstone has been extremely successful, which is Hearthstone's a mobile game, right? So they know the the popularity of mobile, and they know their their um, their player counts. But that's a card game. It works on mobile. Diablo, which is for for people who don't know, it's like what? It's like a top it down. Is, uh, the what is the official title? It's an isometric top down brawler. Right. So it's not third person. It's not first person. You can kind of see your surroundings um, and everything. Well, I it's, mean, it's so the 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 keywords that you want to focus in on are isometric and top down. So you're looking down on your character, like almost directly downwards except the isometric makes it so it's kind of skewed at an angle. So just think of instead of squares on the screen, you have diamonds. So what, is, what, is, what does Blizzard have to do now? 
do they have to stick to their guns? Do you think? And just, I mean, they've they've done how much development for this mobile game up till now? Come to find out that ninety percent of their player base is not happy. I think that obviously they should release the game. Like, there's not much you can do at this point. You've probably spent a very large amount of money getting this out. So you you might as well just get the game out, but you need to also speak to your fans and be like, okay, we're sorry. We know we messed up. The question that I have is like, who messed up? Because mm. is this actual like Blizzard, the developer who decided this decision? Or was this Activision, the publisher, who decided this decision? Because Activision gets really pushy and does some really nasty things when it comes to announcements, when it comes to making decisions for their developers. And I don't know how much of a hold they have on them, but they there is definitely a possibility where they were like, no, you're going to do what you're told. You're going to pump out a mobile well, who game. who owns who? Does, does Activision own Blizzard or the other way around? Uh, you should look it up real quick. Who owns Activision? Activision's parent is Activision Blizzard. Who owns Blizzard? Blizzard Entertainment's parent is Activision Blizzard. Okay, that doesn't help. (laughs) So to me, it sounds like Blizzard, the developer, is owned by Blizzard slash Activision, the publisher. Um, Going back to your point, though, was was this a move for Activision or a move for Blizzard? Well... I think it's a move for trying to, uh, while the PC gaming community is extremely strong for Blizzard for many, many years with StarCraft and WarCraft and World of WarCraft and, and all that, they also realize the PC decline overall. And they kind of said it on, on stage. Um, I watched a clip that you were talking about that they want to try and introduce new players to the adventures that the rest of us have been playing, you know, since the late 90s. And those new players aren't going to buy a gaming PC, but they are going to buy an iPhone XS Max or a Galaxy S10 or Pixel or whatever. And with these more powerful phones, and and especially with the new iPad Pro that they announced last week, I mean, it's going to be able to play this game tremendously well and we've seen also um game developers uh tencent really push the envelope with the version of player unknown battlegrounds pubg mobile plays much better than it does on pc or on console uh, relatively speaking you gotta remember that's a different developer right 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 i but i'm saying that mobile gaming is let uh from a developer standpoint because our devices are becoming capable of withstanding and creating uh, some some of the really good uh, gaming experiences, I, I can see both Blizzard and Activision saying, "Hey, this is this is a market that we start need to start capitalizing on." Um, Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite's not the greatest example, but it's an example that people are playing it on mobile Mm -hmm. and we'd rather people play blizzard games on mobile and for whatever reason they're not doing overwatch mobile which i think would do very well especially with like controller support on on android but yeah it is it is very weird because i don't i don't know how well you could play uh diablo on 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 a on a phone like i i used to play diablo the first one way back in the day and you know that was sword and board and it was just it just made it a lot easier to be able to control your characters uh, you know uh you know s- select all your all the enemies that you want to attack and 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 do whatever moves with a mouse and keyboard on a phone i think the touchscreen aspect could lend to, uh, to credence of it being a little bit more seamless because you can select just by dragging. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're not talking to the core audience. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they should, that should be like the companion game. 
You know, like uh, EA, they come out with a mobile version of Madden. They come out with a mobile version of FIFA, but they have the real, you know, console or PC versions that come out too. You know, I like the way that the coalition, the people who make gears, did it. Of mm. hey, uh, we are making uh, gears, gears 5, five, but here's a mobile game, and they 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 announced it like backwards as well. They they announced, oh, here's our gears mobile game. No, just kidding. Here's gears five. Here's gears five. Don't you worry. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone thought they were gonna do after seeing that, and then they didn't, and people were like, wait. What? <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. It does kind of fall onto deaf ears. And while I th- I think Blizzard would like the rest of their community to move up and move on uh with embracing the lifestyle of which that you can use your phone to fight the demons and and whatnot in Diablo. That's that's not what these gamers want. They're completely content being in front of their three monitors and just doing it in front of their battle station. And that's what they want. And when, when, you, when you told me earlier that this was the new Diablo and it wasn't like a mobilized version, like even for me, someone who doesn't play the game, that's a little weird. Yeah, see that that just points unless they are that disconnected with their fan base, that just points to someone someone higher up saying this is the decision we're going. Whereas all the developers and all the people working on it are like, um, this is stupid and not what the people want. But they're gonna be like, no, 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 this is not what the people want, but this is where the money is. There you go. One thousand percent. Uh. Did they say like how much it was going to be on mobile? I I don't think so. My 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 fear, it's going to be free, and you know you know what That's happens if too. it's free because then if it's free, it's freemium. In freemium, oh yeah, pay to win, pay to play. Oh, you want this extra map? <laughs> Seven bucks, or you can grind it out. <laughs> for for three months and then you can get it for free yeah no that's that's usually the case i love those those games oh yeah you you can you can skip paying for it but if you skip paying for it, it's gonna take you oh i don't know three four five months and it's just like what, what? no i'm not yeah. here to grind your game yeah, that no, long that's not what it's about that's terrible that takes the fun away it's a, well it, right it takes the fun away really but you know you, if you just uh pay us you wouldn't have to, to have the fun taken away. Or, or, how, listen, listen, or, I don't play your game at all. And I go back to the other games that I paid for once, or the in-game, uh, you know, uh, advantages of paying are, are worth the while of, like, cosmetic uh, advancements and things like that. But I'm not going to play your game. <laughs> How's that sound? Does that sound good to you too? Oh no, I didn't think so, Bucko. Bucko, let's figure right. this out. Yeah, bu- Bucko, can't you go to the president of Blizzard and say, "Hey, Bucko, I know you're new here. Figure it out. <laughs> Stop putting stuff in the coffee." <laughs> Later on this week. Supposedly, Samsung is going to be announcing the Galaxy F. This is their official launch into what seems to be their first foldable smartphone. Wait, Samsung? So, Samsung. Hang on, I gotta see this thing. (laughs) So, it has supposedly, based on leaks and rumors and this and that and the other... It has a foldable LED display, and as for other specs, it's a 7.3-inch screen, and uh, it, that can actually fold. And then on the outside, we'll have a 4.6-inch LED screen. So if you think of like a folio case, like a lot of people have on their iPhones and whatnot, on the outside will be a 4.6 inch and then you open it like a book and that will be the 7.3 inch OLED screen. Uh, both running Android, obviously. Uh, 
it's going to be big enough to be considered a tablet on the inside, but small enough to just put into your pocket. And I wanted to ask you, what is the world coming to? <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> going to be honest. The, like, as you're telling me about it, you're like, I, the, the, my initial reaction is this is dumb. Like, for me, the Nintendo DS, if, if anyone else had made the DS, it would not have been successful. Like mm. DS was only successful because there's only certain games that you could play on it. And those certain games sold the device and the device, I don't think sold really loudly. It just, you know, it's, a, it's a constant, right? It's a, Oh, you want to play Pokemon? Well, you got to get a Nintendo DS. Oh, you want to play this? Right. Well, you got to get a Nintendo DS and people just accept that as fact. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, Samsung's not the first to do this. There's been some other companies just in the past year. Huawei, uh, coming out of China, they announced the uh, Mate X, which is a folding phone. My initial reaction, though, is is more of a, like, show me a use case where this is, like, the most helpful thing in the world. Like right. show me that and I'll I'll and, be I'll be interested. I'll I'll play along, I'll try your thing, like I'll I'll do it. But show me a so, use case. There's been some use cases that I've seen for uh gaming laptops having a secondary screen that also is the mouse uh mouse track. So uh, I was talking with the developer from I believe it was uh it wasn't Acer it might have been MSI or Razer. Sorry, they they all mix up <laughs> with me. But in any event, you can look you can look this up too. There's a gaming laptop out there where the mouse trackpad is, is a mouse trackpad, but it also adds a second display. And with certain games, you can have that second display um, add extra context oh, yeah, to the yeah, game. Yeah, I've so seen I, that before. I, yeah. Yeah, and and like games like where you're switching your inventory really really quickly, I can see that being very useful. Or games uh, where you have an overhead map, you know, if they were able to put the PUBG map or the Fortnite map, or in this case now the Blackout map, there because you know real first person shooter gamers aren't using the map the the trackpad; they're using a regular mouse. So then they would be able to maybe uh, potentially look down which I now realize takes their eyes away from the screen. So maybe that's not <laughs> a, a good idea, but, but they could like, they could look down like, okay, I, there, there's my loadout or, okay, that's where I am on the map compared to where I heard the gun being fired at me. So I, I can see that being kind of a good use case scenario, but having a phone that folds out t- to just being a bigger screen, it, I, yeah, I don't know when this would be useful. It, it's such a niche kind of need. I can see artists maybe needing it, you know? That might be cool. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing is you're talking about all this these gaming applications and my reaction is, okay, so what? It's gaming. Like, I want to know real-world scenarios. I want to know when I'm out and about... When am I going to want this dual screen? Oh, well, you have the option of the smaller phone. Okay, we talked about that in the past. I don't want a smaller phone. If I buy the phone size, I buy the phone size. Move on. Like, that's that's not the point. I'm looking at this promo video that Huawei put out for the Mate X, uh, showing the differences of their phone folded and unfolded. And one part that really bothers me is that when the phone is folded you see the front-facing screen, and it's full screen of the image that you're looking at. And then right next to it, they have an example, a mock-up of the phone opened where it is in tablet mode, and you see the exact same image, but because of the ratio, the aspect ratio of the image, you see black bars. So I'm like, I don't want to see black bars, so I'm just going to use the phone normal, (laughs) which means I'm not going to open up this phone. You're not showing me anything that 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 means any benefit to me. Um, having touchscreen joystick controls, I mean, I can see that being kind of useful. 
But if anyone's ever tried touchscreen joystick controls in a video game, you know just as well as I do that those are not responsive enough at all either. Like, it's it's not a good experience. Yeah, it definitely doesn't replace so, the I don't controller. Know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I uh, Samsung has been known to kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and seize what sticks. You know, they had the Android camera, they had the the the, the, um, the the Galaxy camera, the Galaxy Zoom, they had the the banana phone, the the Galaxy Round. They, they've had a lot of like different iterations of phones in in different markets, just to kind of figure out which one uh, would work best. I think I think the technology of foldable OLED that tech itself is very interesting because then you could feasibly have like uh, a modular monitor set up to put on any wall. You just unfold it. You know, like if you're in a hotel room and you, you don't want to, for whatever reason, you don't want to use their TV or maybe you want a, a secondary screen to the TV. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> thinking, trying to think outside the box. But I, I, I can see the foldable OLED tech itself being useful in, in certain markets while they might be high-end markets or different verticals. That would be useful. But to bring to the masses a foldable phone, it, um, it's for me, it's falling on some deaf ears. So maybe later on they will officially announce this and they will have somebody come on stage and say, hey – I know all you naysayers are trying to figure out why this is useful, maybe, you know, for gaming or outside gaming, and let me show you. If their argument is convincing, I will eat my hat. Well, don't do that. I I don't think they're edible. Oh, really? Well, let me check. Polyester. Yeah, no, it's not. But, okay, I will eat my words, uh, metaphorically. (laughs) But I, I don't. I don't. I don't really see anything that is going to be. Yeah, I, as of right now, I mean, obviously, there's there's somebody going to tell us something, but like as of right now, I feel like they've been working on this project of a foldable phone and foldable phone and foldable phone, and finally, someone from like like sales or marketing or someone is like came forward and is like, "Hey guys, this is super cool. So who's gonna use this? Who's this like aimed at?" And they're like, "Well, it's just a really cool thing." Okay, but like, how are we making money from it? Well, it's just a really cool thing. Okay, but that's not how a business is run. <laughs> it's not how we became a multi-million dollar company is because we made just kind of cool things that are fun to look at. So a couple of years back, more than a couple, but um, Asus made a phone that you could dock into a tablet and then you could dock that tablet into a uh, into a keyboard. So you nesting basically dolls. had all oh. in one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much it was nesting dolls. All in one running off of Android, a phone, a tablet, and a computer. And in concept, it was really cool. And I, I've seen this with my own two eyes. And in the demo, I was blown away. In practice, not so good. And mind you, that was many years ago. So Android as an operating system wasn't what it, what it is today in terms of its stabilization. Um, also, Android on a tablet was garbage. <clears throat> Android on a tablet right now is garbage, <laughs> but who's counting? Um, you know, that was my initial thought, though, is, so, is I, <laughs> when you're like, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, geez. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Android. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it it wasn't it wasn't good at all. And so so with this, this is taking basically your your phone version of Android and then then you open it up and I'm assuming it would go to a tablet-esque version of Android. And the Samsung Galaxy tabs, they're not bad. They're not amazing, but they're not bad. The UI is okay. Not all apps have been optimized for tablets because most people that want tablets don't buy tablets they buy big phones like a pixel 3xl or or a galaxy note 9 you know and 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 that's kind of where the demographic is going i think samsung is kind of like blizzard it's like hey people want computers on the go they want powerful computers we have the socs to make that happen we have the screen technology 
Let's build it. And while the $6 million man, Steve Austin, did some really amazing things, I don't really think that this is going to do some amazing things. Again, proof of concept does not mean proof of sale. Yeah, it's not going to appeal to much of anyone, really. Like, honestly, even with the the phablets, I've kind of moved away from mm-hmm. those even myself. Like, I had a, uh, a 6 Plus and a 7 Plus, and... I went down to the the 10 and I don't have any desire to go back to big. The big was fun for a while, but this phone is so perfectly sized. I'm I I just couldn't see myself getting a big phone again. We're back in the age of we don't know what size you want. <laughs> but I I think you're right. I think the market is speaking and I think the market is fine just around like the five to six inch range. Anything bigger than that, and also with moving parts, that's a whole nother rigmarole that I don't think the general populace wants to have to deal with. Because I can tell you, when I was when I sold cell phones, the less moving parts, the better. And if you have a moving part that's also the screen, and half the screen can go out because you closed it too quickly oh, <laughs> or it folded wrong, <laughs> right? Can you imagine? Are you going to have bumpers on the front of the phone so when you slam that thing closed because you're pissed, it's not going to just shatter? Uh, it's going to be like the whole Apple iPhone 4 thing. Uh, you're uh, you're holding it wrong. <laughs> so what's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, oh, easy. Uh, working in a call center. Why was that so bad? I used to work at a call center. It was pretty fun. No, no, it's not. It's not fun. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst possible thing. No one should ever have okay. to go through that. And I feel bad for the people who work there. And there might be people, don't get me wrong. There's people that, you know, are in higher up positions that, you know, probably have a good time. There are people probably who actually work in decent call centers that, you know, enjoy their lives. Like I but did. But man, yeah. the, the call center I worked in. I don't know if it's changed or not, but man, it sucked. It Okay, so we don't have to name them by name, but like what made it so bad? Uh let's see. Hmm, I'm, I'm trying to think of where to start. It's probably starting obviously with management. My boss wasn't bad. Like he he was he's a cool dude. Just kind of, you know, did his own thing, made sure you did your sure. your thing, and that was about it. Like not nothing Nothing's really going on there, right? Okay. So that wasn't a big deal. It was mainly upper management that was the worst. And man, when I say the worst, like, wow, you guys are terrible. Like, they just making uh, the hours terrible, making you work, like, on Thanksgiving, uh, making, what did they do, forcing overtime? That was a great one. Uh Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, forced overtime was super fun. Uh, it's it's also been seven years, so I'm trying to like kind of pull these memories back from the ether. Mm-hmm. So you excuse me if I'm not just pulling these things just as if they were yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to open up some wounds then. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I mean, I, to to end it all, I got. It's it's the only job I ever got fired from, and they fired me because I helped a customer too much, or too well, I would say. Not too much. Too much sounds bad, but too well would be the answer. Uh, the customer was at, like, we, we, we offered technical support for pretty much anything and everything. If if you had a product, a, a, a tech product, we would try to troubleshoot it for you. Whether that be a computer or a CD radio, like we do it all. And somebody called in with an iPod, and it was having this weird glitch where instead of being locked out, you know, if you put the password in uh, wrong too many times, instead of being locked out for, let's say, ten minutes, it was locked out for thirty years. That seems like a very long time. Yeah, so I had to do a bunch of research. And here's the thing. They wanted us to support all these different electronics. You know, any electronic that the customer called in about, we were supposed to support. Oh, and here's the best part. We had filtered internet. 
<laughs> like what? <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> oh, oh, that's so funny. Oh, I think what you're looking for is painful. What you're looking for is painful. <laughs> like whose idea was it to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys they have they're supposed to support anything and everything." Yeah, let's give them filtered internet. So I had to go to <laughs> someone else's desk that had non-filtered internet. And in order to do that, I had to like get off the call. So I had to, 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 um, you know, get off, you know, Hey, I'll call you back. Let me see if I can figure anything out. And then Mm -hmm. I had to go tell someone that I was off the phone. I had to go like set my phone to not receive phone calls. Like it was a whole ordeal. And I went and got to my buddy's computer, figured out the issue, which the way to fix that, by the way, back in the day was to uninstall and reinstall iTunes and then plug in plug in the uh the iPod and instantly it would fix. Now how uninstalling and reinstalling iTunes fixes your device, I will never know to this day. But that was completely the uh the fix and it worked. And then later on that same day, they were like you were avoiding phone calls, so you are out. Wow. Yeah. No, it was great. And best part, best part, December 18th. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, December freaking 18th. And then I remember I had to go to, like, I I applied for unemployment, and initially they're like, no, you don't deserve it. And so I had to actually, like, appeal it. And do this like phone call court session thing that was really, really awkward. And the judge, I remember like at first thinking he was really rude to me, but then he said I was right. And so I was like, well, he can't have been that bad because obviously uh, he said I was right. So I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> like, I genuinely was like, I'm confused. You said yes, but also on the phone call, I felt like you were saying no, so... <laughs> but whatever, so well, I got... Hey, you I got, got unemployment the... for a little bit, so that's there's that. Yeah, I got unemployment for a little bit. Um, yeah, just very... And didn't even let me try to explain myself and tell them, like, this is what happened. They're like, nah, you're done. Wow. get out it was it was the worst i'm was very it, happy was it even at the end of your shift or it was like it was tor- i would say within like if my shift was eight hours it'd probably be in the seventh hour okay all right huh no no warnings before that this was your first violation in their mind uh, in that, yeah, I mean, I had been late a couple times because, oh, by the way, you have to, like, man, that place, I've never had a job have me so much physical harm like and what? mental harm. Like, well, man, I got depressed. Like, you don't have a lot of sunlight. Mm, um, yeah. They don't try to, like, really build you up yeah Yeah. there's no morale boost it's get in get your job done go home how were your co-workers though were they all pretty cool like the other people in your on your level so to speak uh they were either it was a mixture of people who had been there for what seemed like their entire life Mm. Uh, and it was people who uh were maybe in their 20s just a job it was just a job yeah and it wasn't helping that like home life wasn't great and work life's not great and then yeah it it, it was just the worst case circumstances you know i probably would have had a better experience if i had a better home life but it wasn't helping how old were you oh what was i uh 19 and how long were you there for I uh, think a year and a half. That so sounds st- right. You stuck it out for for quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's... Because it's, the thing is, is it's all I had, and no one told me I could do better. Like, I didn't understand the concept of, this sucks, let me find something else. Oh, you mean in general? In terms yeah. of a career or... Okay. Yeah, it was just, this sucks, but it is what it is, move on. It is what it is, and that's all you've got. Yeah. So enough about me, though. What about you? I'd say the worst job I had was working at a toy store in my first day being Black Friday. Oh, no. Thrown into the fire. Goodness. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't wish that on anybody. Now, I, I, I will argue that... Um, as I was at the time just a seasonal employee, I didn't have to worry about the register or anything like that. I just, you know, had to keep my designated zones cleared, cleaned up as much as possible. But you know as well as I do that in the holiday season, everybody's manners goes out the window. Mm-hmm. I remember till this day I was fixing up it was either the Barbie section or the WWE section of all the figurines and whatnot. I was fixing it up, and I was pretty much done. And this little kid comes around who's maybe like five or six. And, yeah, yeah, it was the WWE section. And he's picking up, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jeff Hardy. And, like, Mama, Mommy, I want this, I want that. And then he just drops them onto the ground. And I watched them fall. And it was like that quintessential moment in, like, a movie or TV show where you see something fall very, very slowly. You hear it drop, and it echoes. And I look to the kid, and I look up to the mom. She looks at me. She looks at the toys. She looks at her kid and utters the words, It's okay. He'll pick them up for you. Pointing at me. And then they leave. And just to have that amount of disrespect from somebody who who didn't even look like they were like well to do they look like your average middle class person that probably had a similar job like I did when they were younger just trying to make ends meet as a college student you know to say that to their child and I was flabbergasted I was like are you serious now like let's let's Take away the kind of lessons that you're teaching your kid. You're you're treating me like garbage. How dare you? So that was just one instant. My coworkers were great, except for the one that tried to buy stuff and then sell them for a profit right outside the store. That was that was kind of funny. <laughs> but, That's but, more but, of those situations when you're like, man, I'm just gonna watch you burn. Well, that's one of the situations where if Snapchat were a thing back then, I totally would have snapped it. It was it was hilarious. The, the whole interaction between him selling the thing, the manager coming out, waving his arms about, well, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you selling it right outside our store? Like, because I want to make money. Like, you can't do that. It was it was hilarious. It was it was so fun. Oof. So much fun. Um, you know, coworkers are great. Managers managers for the most part they were really good. Uh. Yeah, I I had one manager, like, when she hired me, she seemed kind of like, you know, the person would stick up her butt, but then she ended up being really nice and really cool. Um, yeah, so it, it was really less of the team and more of the customers, and the amount of disrespect that, that customers had for the place. And I, I would argue that you know, this is the problem with certain retailers that we have today where you go into the store and you just assume nobody gives a crap, so you shouldn't give give a crap either. And that is, like, I, I think for me, if I were in, in the position of someone that is just a stock, a stalker or a merchandiser or whatever, that would really irritate me. And it does, because you and I kind of do that today with our day jobs. And so... That's why, like, um, uh, when when that happened at that uh, at that toy store, I, I turned to my boss and I said, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go ahead and put my two weeks in." Oh, jeez! 
<laughs> this this was this was about two months after. Um, it was because I got hired Black Friday. I stuck around. Uh, I had some annoying customers here and there, but this particular instance happened like the end of December, beginning of January, and I was like, "You, no, I'm done with this. Like, I I don't know what I deserve, but I deserve better." So. <laughs> It's like I told my, my manager and he was like, oh, we were going to hire you full time and everything. And there's a there's a new location that's opening up at the mall. And I was going to um, I was going to have you interview over there because maybe you could be supervisor. I was like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, this is just this is just not for me. Like, it's not you guys. <laughs> it's our clientele and our clientele, even though we are in upscale mall. That was the other thing. It's because we're in an upscale mall that that their manners go out the window and they treat us like servants. And when we're, when we're not, we're here to help them, but we're not here to serve them. He's like, okay, yeah, big, right. big old hard pass yeah. <laughs> from me. I was working at a retail store and among all of my other duties, it was like we would cover some smaller appliances, including like AC units. And <laughs> it was this season where it was like, 105 104 just like really really hot so you know window ac units and all these things are selling like crazy and i'm kind of getting a better understanding of you know okay there's there's more than just your typical throw it in the window ac unit i was like cool so i considered myself to have a decent amount of knowledge not great i would definitely not say great but enough to help right that's the important thing uh so <laughs> this dude comes in and he's like, I need an AC unit. I'm like, cool. Do you know the differences between all the AC units? And he goes, no. I was like, cool. Let me, let me break it down for you. And then we can figure out which one's going to be right for you. And so I break it down for him. And like towards the end of my little spiel of like, what does what and what, you know, the benefits and stuff like that. Cause he seemed like a knowledgeable guy. So I'm trying to give him the most amount of knowledge like he wants. And he just like interrupts me and goes, you know, you really are an asshole. And I'm like, I froze. I'm like, what? what? Like, <laughs> like where he's like, yeah, you're an asshole. I'm like, Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm a go now. And I walked away from him. And like, I'm walking away and my, just so happens my supervisor is passing like the same way. And she's like, she's probably four foot five is what I would say. She's not that tall, but she's got a fiery personality. Mm -hmm. And so she looks at me, she's like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, not good. This just happened. And you saw this like tonal shift in her. Like, all of a sudden, she went from, like, you know, oh, happy-go-lucky, I'm your supervisor, to, like, mama bear, I'ma go kill someone. <laughs> like, and she just, she's she goes, where? And I'm like, he's in appliances. And she just stormed off. Nice. She, well, no, no, she, told, she said, go sit in the, like, the, uh, the not the room? break, no, no, not the break room, but the, like, um, the management room. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the management meeting room. And she's like, go yeah. go sit in there. And wait for me. You're not. And she's like, you're not in trouble. And then just like, just stormed off into where the appliances were. And it like, I didn't see her for a good 30 minutes. And when she came back in, she's like, you're fine. I completely like bitched him out. (laughs) That's, that was her words was I let him have it and told it like, Ooh, no, she was mad i have never seen her get that way but it was just impressive how just just this instant shift from you know hey you know we have this working relationship da 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 like it's fine and then complete switch to i will murder <laughs> wait so so did the guy at least say why he called you that I don't think he ever said why he, she, she more didn't care about the, the reason why she more cared Mm -hmm. about the fact that he did it. Yeah. And was like, how dare you? The like, we're a family here. You're basically insulting one of my children. Um, 
how would you feel if you had your uh, son or daughter work here and someone called them asshole and uh, the uh, the dude was like, you know, I wouldn't like that, and it's like, well, no shit, I wouldn't like that. Once again, her words. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, great that you had someone stand up for you like that, because it would no, be something it, else. If you stood up for yourself like that, that would just make his point even more, because he already has this picture of you as an a hole, and then you stand up for yourself like, well, this is exactly why you're an a hole. Because you're doing this, like so. It's it's good that somebody of of upper, upper management uh, stood in for you and uh, and had your back. That's that's nice. Yeah, it was it was awesome. She and, and here's the best part is she's like as as she finishes up helping him with like his purchase, she's like, so do you want to go? Uh, you want me to bring him out? Do you want to apologize? And he's like, no, no, I don't really want to. No, it's like, so okay, he still bud. bought something. Yeah, he's like, well, she, I think she almost made him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he bought something and then, uh, yeah, didn't apologize or anything. But man, she was like, she didn't encourage him to come back. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seriously. Uh, uh, Quentin, thank you very much again. Always enjoy doing this podcast with you every other week. Uh, for people who want to follow you during the week, though, uh, where can they go do that? On Xbox, Twitter, Instagram, at Firewall. As for me, you could do all of that at the same places, but under Lazy Tech Tony. Also, I have a few other YouTube channels, Lazy Tony Vage, Lazy Tech TV, and lazy tony vlogs uh but both of us can be found on twitter under at still recording and please please if you can if you're on itunes or google podcast please leave a review that does help us out a little bit but in the meantime y'all have a couple of good two weeks and we will talk to you in the next one bye now bye guys <laughs>